0: An unfortunate game representative of an unfortunate New Orleans Saints season so far of a little bit too much, a little bit too little, too late. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdet Nation and Houdet family? Welcome into another episode of Locked on Saints, your daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints. Put a Locked on Podcast Network, your team, Every day. Thank you, as always. Make it Locked on Saints your first listen of the day. Every day. Big shout out to all the everydayers out there. And I thank you very much. Don't forget you can subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast, so you never miss the latest episodes. And as always, if you want to keep the conversation going, take part our exclusive film studies, Q&As, and much more, you can become a Locked on Saints insider by texting HUDAT 2504 285 747 Three, as always, I'm your host Ross Jackson at Ross Jackson Nola on your favorite social media. Your New Orleans Saints expert, credential member of the media, Saints News Network Tuesdays and on Locked on NFL Podcast, and here with you every single Monday through Friday on Locked on Saints. To today's episode. Of Locked on Saints is brought to you by friends at Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the promo code Locked on NFL for $20 off of your first purchase, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. On this live instant reaction post game episode of Locked on Saints, we're going to be taking a look at what worked for the Saints in this game as they trudged along to make this game interesting, but not do enough to be able to put it away. And lo and behold, It was Alvin Kamara and it was Taysom Hill that helped it all happen. We'll be taking a look at whether or not the New Orleans Saints should make a change at quarterback. Maybe not necessarily because of the performance of Derek Carr, but maybe at this point there's concerns around the health of Derek Carr. But to kick us all off, it was too little... Too late, blended with a little bit of too much when it comes to this New Orleans Saints team. This game against Detroit Lions, a microcosm representative of its entire season so far. A little bit too much when it comes to the slow start, slow start to the season, slow start to this game. And a little bit of too little too late when it came to their ability to be able to close the gap make this a little bit more of a respectable game. The Saints dropped to a 21 to zero deficit, Finish the game 28 to 33, just a five point loss. Another single, uh, single score loss for this team. At what point are you looking at this team and kind of wondering for yourself, uh, what does this team have going for it at this point? That is consistent, right? That's consistent and able to be maintained as a, as they, they try to compete here. Uh, they got five games left in the season And just like in this game where they started to turn things around kind of in the middle of the third quarter, it might be too late. It might be too late to make this season count for anything. And so what do you put more stock in if you're the New Orleans Saints organization? Do you put a lot of stock in the fact that this team came out flat again, 21 to zero deficit? Or do you take some stock in the fact that they closed the gap a little bit? I'll, I'll say this much. We can't look at this team and say that they're not fighting. We can't look at this team and say that they gave up. On This season or on this game, especially after what they did here today. But that's not enough to admonish this team and this coaching staff for yet again coming out flat to start the game. Tyron Matthew, very, very uh transparent about starting the game slow, tackling issues, execution issues, things like that. But over on the offensive side as well, first pass of the game. Derek Carr misses on an op- wide open AT Perry downfield for what would have been a 20 plus yard gain and then goes to check down to Juwan Johnson on a well thrown pass, but it ends up bouncing out of his hands and into the hands of the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions score what two touchdowns in the first five minutes. They score three touchdowns to open up this game, three straight possessions. Then the defense kind of settles down. They realize that they can hang with this team. And then, you know, like the team gets to showing you that like, okay, they were able to close the gap. They were able to mount the second quarter, or second half comeback. But how how sustainable is that? It's not. It's simply not sustainable. And I don't think that there's enough for us to ignore here, too, about this team's inability going up against teams with winning records. Three teams with winning records they've faced so far this season. They haven't led for a single second in any of those games. Now you add on top of that injuries, and then you add on top of that this injury to Derek Carr, concussion protocol for the second time this season right shoulder again or 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 shoulder again now back all of a sudden so that's going to be waging a bunch of early questions too about this team so i i think that there is a very very interesting list of circumstances or, or consequences that come from this game not the least of which being that like this kind of solidifies this is going to be a very busy offseason for this New Orleans Saints team. This team's not going to make any changes on Monday. They're not going to you know, announce a new starting quarterback. They're not going to announce a new play call or offensive coordinator. They're not going to move on from Dennis Allen. But the seats are all very, very hot now going into the offseason. When you come out and have an embarrassing start to a game like the Saints had persistent of the same issues that they have had all season they have preached about over and over again this time you saw the pre-snap penalties come back you saw turnovers come back the Saints did not force a takeaway in this game second game this season that that happened in the last three weeks or last three games second time in the last three games that that's happened and only the second time all season so now you add in an injured roster and again injured quarterback A team that still can't start off games, right? That starts off games slow, digs itself into a hole, has to try to fight back towards the end of the game. It's great to see the effort. It's great to see the fight in the team, but getting into a 21-0 to hole to start games and getting off to the slow starts that they've gotten off to on both sides of the football offense and defense this season. We're just not seeing any of that improve. They got better in the red zone, right? Saints usually practice, like most NFL teams, red zone stuff on Fridays. Uh, They expanded that to Thursday and Friday this week. They went four or four in the red zone, but it still wasn't enough for them to be able to overcome the hole that they had already dug for themselves in this game, even though they were in position late to get it done. So it's, it's, It's challenging and it's frustrating. It's very, very frustrating. Um, You know, we saw fans here in the stands of the Superdome booing when Derek Carr came on the field, cheering when he went off and Taysom Hill came on the field. We saw a lot of blue. In the stadium here, Saints fans are making it very, very well known that they're frustrated with this team to the point to where it was a full on point of conversation after the game. We were talking to Tyra Matthew and we talked to Tyra uh, to Taysom Hill, to, uh, to to Dennis Allen and and Tyra Matthew and, and, and Jameis Winston in particular, both very, very transparent about it being their responsibility to give you something to cheer about. And until they give you something to cheer about that, there's no hard feelings because they're getting exactly what they deserve as far as they're concerned. So I think it's a a really interesting thing to kind of see like what's left for this team with five games left, you got the Carolina Panthers. Uh, You could potentially be in third place in the division because they could end this season or they could end up tonight tied with the Tampa Buccaneers in second place. Tampa holds the tiebreaker, having beaten them earlier on in the season. So the Saints, in a matter of three weeks, could go from top of the NFC South to third place in the NFC South with two opportunities to have created some distance within this division and not being able to do so. One against the Minnesota Vikings, uh, where instead of having a one-game lead, could have had a two-game lead. And then a second time going up directly against the uh, Atlanta Falcons and failing to be able to to do that. So what's left for this team with five games? I mean, look, the, the New Orleans Saints are going to do everything they can be to to remain positive and to try to go out there, fight, claw, and scratch. and And I think they will compete in their last five games. But at this point, you kind of have to ask yourself the question, Is it too little too late? And I think it might be when it comes to these New Orleans Saints. And a big part of why um, they've struggled so far this season has come down to the quarterback position. Let's just call it what it is. And now there might be a new starting quarterback as early as next week, not necessarily based on the performance, but now Derek Carr's injuries are stacking up. So should the Saints be ready to start Jameis Winston next week against the Carolina Panthers? I'm going to explain why I think that they should as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked on Saints is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp Therapy Online is absolutely awesome, and it's been something that has been incredibly helpful for me uh, really throughout, pretty much since the pandemic, but also specifically around the holiday season, getting to see a lot of people you don't usually see, trudges up a lot of different memories, things like that. So if you're looking for something to maybe help you uh, kind of focus in, refocus a bit this holiday season, BetterHelp is a great opportunity for you to try out therapy if you haven't tried it before. It's affordable. It's more affordable than traditional therapy. No traffic, everything from the comfort of your own home. It is awesome. So I want you to go check them out today uh, so that you can uh, you find some season of giving for yourself with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on and you're going to get 10% off of your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash locked on. All right, family, continuing on with today's episode of Locked On Saints. Big thank you to the several hundred of you that are here to, uh, decompress, vent, discuss, break down this New Orleans Saints loss against the Detroit Lions. Appreciate all the everydayers out there being here live or catching the show later. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day, every day here at Locked On Saints. Um, man, this is, this is a rough one. This is a really rough one and, and it gets rougher going into, uh, next week? Should the New Orleans Saints be looking at starting a new quarterback next week? Not necessarily because of performance. Derek Carr, you know, all intents and purposes outside of the opening interception early on in the game, uh, found ways to make plays uh, through the touchdown pass to Jimmy Graham was able to help this team get down the field in a couple of different scenarios. So maybe you can make some arguments for, you can also make some arguments against the idea of keeping Derek Carr as your starting quarterback, which is more of a next season conversation than it is a next week conversation. But the next week conversation comes down to his health. Um, the guy's been knocked out of games three times, once against the Green Bay Packers, once against the Minnesota Vikings, now here against the Detroit Lions, all NFC North teams, which means nothing, but uh, just interesting point. And uh, at what point do you look and go, okay, are, are we risking this guy's health, putting him back out on the field next week? I think the New Orleans Saints need to be ready to start Jameis Winston against the Carolina Panthers. I I really do. Um, Look, the Carolina Panthers are a beatable team. Carolina Panthers are not a very good team. The the Carolina Panthers have moved on from the majority of their coaching staff. They've effectively mailed it in this season. At some point, you got to think about the well-being of your players, right? And we saw last year the Saints steer away very quickly from Jameis Winston when injuries started to mount up for him, back injuries, amongst other things. Will the New Orleans Saints make the same decision here when it comes to to Derek Carr. Derek Carr, for all intents and purposes, did what he needed to do to help keep the Saints in the game, but also did what he didn't need to do to help build the hole or dig the hole for the New Orleans Saints. But him being able to respond, the offense being able to respond, kudos. Kudos to not giving up. But now that you have sort of this big hit again, concussion protocol for the second time this season, shoulder injury now you, for the third time this season, now you add a back injury to it, are there just mounting concerns? This is a guy that missed two games due to injury his entire career, comes here to New Orleans and has now effectively been knocked out three quarters of that, right? So, or, or three quarters of, of that amount. So first half, se- or second half, second half, second half in three different games here against, the, you know, here for the New Orleans Saints. Is there just major concern that he's going to be able to stay healthy if you continue to put him out there? Behind this offensive line, which didn't have uh, Andrews Pete after the first uh, after the first series, basically, Landon Young going out there and playing in place of him. Then he eventually goes back out, but you know during this time, you're seeing Derek Carr just get sacked and beat up and hit and all this other stuff. And I think this thing needs to be ready to start Jameis Winston next week. And and that's not about Derek Carr's ability or inability on the field. It's about his ability to stay healthy at this point and not putting him in a bad situation where he could potentially. Uh, end up, you know, with long term, very bad damage uh, at this point. And you have to think about the fact that like these are head injuries, right? So when Dennis Allen was asked about whether or not he thinks about moving away from Derek Carr because of the injuries, just like he thought about moving away from Jameis Winston because of his injuries last year, but looking at Derek Carr this year, he said it's not the same situation. And I agree. It's not the same situation. This time you're dealing with head injuries, right? This time you're dealing with concussions and things like that. And so it's going to be really interesting to see uh, how the New Orleans Saints end up sort of figuring out how they want to go about all of this. And, and look, the Saints, uh, I, you know, I know people are also going to say uh, start Taysom uh, next week. But the Saints, they clearly don't want to go to Taysom Hill at quarterback. Uh, and and I, whether or not that's right or wrong. Um, I don't think that that's necessarily right. I think Taysom should be a part of that conversation. You see the jolt that this offense gets when Taysom Hills under center, but how much of that is mitigated by the fact that he doesn't actually line up under center, that he only really lines up in the shotgun. That his, you know, the, that that's something that this team loses a part of its playbook by turning to Taysom Hill. That they don't lose by going to Jameis Winston. Then they lose another part of their playbook by not having Taysom Hill in the other expansive roles uh, that he ends up that he ends up filling. So maybe those are the two things and the two, you know, bits and bobs, if you will, that end up having an impact for why the Saints go to Jameis instead of why the Saints go to. Taysom Hill. It's it's the same sort of conversation in game, right? Derek Carr gets hurt. Jameis Winston goes in. They maintain the Taysom Hill playbook that way. You don't necessarily maintain the Taysom Hill playbook by having him go in at quarterback, and then you lose your opportunity to go under center in that situation as well. And so that's probably why Taysom Hill doesn't start, uh, but I wouldn't blame them if they made him a part of this conversation. And in any case, I think the heavy rotation, which we started to see in this game, the heavy rotation between Derek Carr and Taysom Hill was absolutely there. It was working. If they go to t- to Jameis Winston next week or if they have to go to Jameis Winston next week, maybe they don't have a choice. Maybe Derek Carr doesn't clear concussion protocol in time, uh, much like Chris Olave was like a game time decision. We'll see how that all goes. Uh, but based upon earlier this year where Derek Carr didn't practice all week, and then went in and then had, you know, a struggle of a game against Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't think that you can have him practice all week and then go out there and start again, uh, start again this week. So uh, I think you look at like a heavy Jameis Winston Taysom Hill game plan. And maybe that's enough to be able to lift you to a victory against a really bad team in the Carolina Panthers. Like there's just simply no real reason to rush Derek Carr back. Dealing with these things and, and trying to rush through concussion protocol and, and maybe, maybe the independent neurological consultant will agree with that. Maybe they'll see it a different way, whatever. Uh, but it just doesn't seem like it's a good idea to, uh, rush Derek Carr back from yet another head injury, uh, on, on the season. So, uh, looking. And- You know, Jameis Winston came in and he had a, a, a scary throw that ended up getting, you know, tipped up and caught by Chris Olave, the, the magic of that moment and, you know, being able to lead the team down for a touchdown drive and everything, but then not being able to lead them down for another touchdown drive, something he was very frustrated with, uh, as, as you would imagine, like frustrated, not like, um, not frustrated like he's taking it out on other people and like that, but just, you know, frustrated like in terms of like an independent, this is my goal to score a touchdown with this team and potentially lift this team to a victory, and wasn't able to do that. Like that, that kind of frustrated. Um, and and Derek Carr had the same type of frustrations earlier on. And so at some point you have to also just kind of acknowledge that no matter who's that quarterback, the the Saints still need to figure their own stuff out as a whole. They're they're running into the pre-snap penalties, were a big issue in this game. The slow starts on both sides of the football, big issue again in this game. I'm saying that for probably the sixth or seventh time this season. Uh They didn't turn the ball over in the red zone, but this time instead they turned the ball over twice deep in their own territory. Uh, so just finding different ways, sort of the moving targets or the whack-a-mole of issues for the New Orleans Saints that pop up week by week. This is one of the reasons why it just feels so hopeless for this New Orleans Saints team, even though they're technically still very much in this. Like Atlanta's just got a, kind of got a nosedive at some point, and that could potentially help the New Orleans Saints do this, but it, it's going to be a challenge. It's going to be a real, real big challenge for this team to be able to figure it out. But, you know, at some point, you kind of have to start looking and asking some major questions about this team. And, and I think a, a 21 to zero hole, uh, opening up a lot of the same consistent issues, a lot of the same persistent issues that you've seen from this team. I think those questions are already starting to be asked. I imagine that the seats are hot uh, here in New Orleans and that that's going to be something that's going to be a major point of conversation uh, once we get into January through week 18. Uh I don't know at all how you move forward with this team as it is and with this coaching staff as it is going into next year. It, it's just inexcusable how much this team has struggled. And at some point that's got to come back on the coaching. So expect a, a potential change at quarterback next week based on injuries. Uh, we'll see, you know, what Derek Carr is able to do and how quickly he's able to get through concussion protocol. I don't expect any changes for the Saints when it comes to coaching uh, after this game going into next week, but certainly like the questions are going to continue to Amount, uh going into the offseason. That is that is most certain uh, at this point. Coming up next, let's look at what did work for the New Orleans Saints because it was exactly what we said would work. Build your offense around Alvin Kamara and Taysom Hill and profit. And I think the New Orleans Saints found that, particularly in the second half of this game. So let's discuss how they can keep that rolling going into the Carolina Panthers game next week. We've got that coming up for you as we continue on and wrap up today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode of Locked on Saints brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Game Time is the best place to grab some tickets. Uh, maybe, unfortunately, it was too easy to use uh, game time for these Detroit Lions fans who ended up taking over the Superdome today. So if you want to make sure that, that doesn't happen next week against the Carolina Panthers, game time is absolutely the place to go. It is a fantastic place to grab tickets. All the way down to the day of the event, there will be deals. Uh, you can see the view from your seat before you even purchase the ticket. And thanks to the game time guarantee, if you buy the ticket with game time, and you find a ticket in the same row and in the same section, they will they will give you 110% of the difference back that's how confident they are that you're gonna find the best prices over at Game Time, whether it's for the NFL, the NBA, other events, comedy, theater, whatever it is that you're looking for. GameTime has you covered. So take all the guesswork out of purchasing tickets with Game Time today. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the promo code locked on NFL. You're gonna get twenty dollars off of your first Purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and use that promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-F-L for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Let's get it, Who that Nation. Wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints with a look at what did work for the New Orleans Saints. And I know people, sometimes folks get mad at me because they think I'm like sugarcoating things, everything. Listen, listen to everything I just said. The New Orleans Saints should be looking to start Jameis Winston next week because... I just don't know how Derek Carr is going to be healthy in time. And if he is, awesome, like really, really good for him. But there's some concerns there. So we said that today. The other thing that we said today is that the New Orleans Saints, they're just not an organization that's going to make in-season coaching changes, but absolutely need to be looking at the changes that need to be made over the course of the off-season. So we've said both of those things here today. So I prefaced all of that. Now let me give you something positive that did work and that the New Orleans Saints should be looking to build off of over the course of the last five games, okay? This isn't me hiding away all the things that went wrong. This isn't me uh, giving you, you know, false hope or anything like that. It's just that if the New Orleans Saints want to win games, they found the formula today for how to do it over on the offensive side. You want an, you want an identity for the team? And I asked Dennis Allen, did you feel like the identity that you believe that this team should have, do you feel like you saw it in today's game? He said yes. I'm a little wishy-washy on it. This was not a very opportunistic defense. In fact, the defense had a couple of times where passes went off of their hands. That could have been big-time interceptions, big-time takeaways. The Saints finished this game with no takeaways. Now, two games without takeaways in the last three contests. They've lost both of those games. You come out of that, you get some explosive plays on an offense. You certainly did. You got some catch and runs. You got some of those nice things and stuff like that. But I'll tell you what the real identity of this New Orleans Saints team was. Alvin Kamara and Taysom Hill. Alvin Kamara and Taysom Hill were the best parts of the New Orleans Saints offense today. Alvin Kamara getting into the end zone twice. He now has 53 career rushing touchdowns. It's a franchise record holder for the New Orleans Saints. He's also got uh now the all-time uh yards from scrimmage lead for the New Orleans Saints as well. Congratulations to him. Um, He's not going to love it because they didn't get a win in the meanwhile, but... That's the guy that made it happen for you. 51 rushing yards in this one, 59 rushing yards from Taysom Hill. Uh The Colin Saunders red zone package was back. Jimmy Graham in the red zone as well, getting his first touchdown here as a New Orleans Saint in the Superdome since, what, December 21st of 2014? That's pretty cool. Um So if the Saints want to win games over the course of the last five games, if the defense doesn't get off to such a slow start like what we saw today, which was aided by an early interception over the offensive side, the offense needs to be able to run the football. That's got to be their identity. Alvin Kamara, Taysom Hill. And we saw Alvin Kamara get involved in the screen game. We saw him get involved with the pitch. We saw him get involved uh, in space. That was what they needed to be doing with with Alvin Kamara. Still a little bit too much of the running between the tackles, but you have to do a little bit of that with him. Otherwise, it becomes like, you know, telegraphic what it is that you're telegraphing what it is that you're doing every time that he's on the field. You know you're going to go to the outside. They know you're going to look for him in space, all these other things. But look, that was the thing that worked for the New Orleans Saints, and they have to find a way to continuously replicate that. Get the ball to Alvin Kamara in space. Get the ball to Taysom Hill in the red zone, outside the red zone, all of that. This heavy rotation of Derek Carr and Taysom Hill was working today. Um, the Taysom Hill part of it worked. The Derek Carr part of it was a little bit of a roller coaster, right? You had the interception early. You had a couple of incomplete passes. You had a couple of missed opportunities, but you had some great passes, some really good uh, moments where he stood in the pocket, took a hit, delivered a pass, got it on the points where, you know, a receiver could turn around and and pick up yards after catch. There was a little bit of everything there in terms of the Derek Carr game plan. That's why you heard the boos when he came on the field, the the cheers when he came off the field, and then eventually the cheers when he was on the field. So even the the Superdome kind of turned back in favor of Derek Carr after a certain point. But the real cornerstone of this offense was their ability to be able to operate through Alvin Kamara, their ability to be able to operate through Taysom Hill. That set everything else up. You saw the play action work in this game. Why? Because the run game was working. Because the Alvin Kamara game plan was working. You saw them kind of do a couple of things with Taysom Hill that were like the punch counter punch. There was a uh, one pass that if Taysom Hill would have been able to would have seen it or wouldn't have missed it or would have thrown it, whatever it was, big play that they ended up missing out on there. Uh, you know, there, there's going to be all levels of those things, but you can see that the game plan just tends to come together when all of those boxes are being checked. A healthy dose of Taysom Hill, check. Um, Alvin Kamara in the passing game, check. Alvin Kamara running into space, getting to the outsides uh, of the defense, check. All of that was there. And once all of that was there, you saw the touchdowns start rolling. You saw the scoring start to come back. You saw this offense start to, you know, really make this game interesting. Even though they couldn't do enough, they did something that showed you really like the signs of life that we've kind of been looking for for the majority of the season so far. But can they maintain it moving forward? And the big reason why they haven't been able to maintain it moving forward or the re- big reason why they haven't been able to maintain it in the past is because of how quickly they seem to willingly get away from what works. Alvin Kamara Taysom Hill come out here and have big games next week. Will Alvin Kamara and Taysom Hill be a part of the game plan w- is, is the question that we might be asking because that's a question that we've had to ask before in the past where Taysom Hill comes out and has like this incredible game and in the next week he gets you know two snaps, three snaps, five snaps. That's not, that can't happen anymore. Like you saw in this game how valuable running the offense through Alvin Kamara and Taysom Hill is how profitable it is, how much it worked for this New Orleans Saints team. I think that has to be their identity, their focus moving forward. Then you start to add some pieces back and things like that. Hopefully you get Rashid Shaheed back soon. You Hopefully you get Michael Thomas back in L.A. or after that L.A. game, whatever. Then you can add to it. But I do think that continuing to run this offense through Alvin Kamara and Taysom Hill is an absolute must for this team if they want to compete in the last five games. Right now, if you're looking at the New Orleans Saints opportunity to make the playoffs, they're pretty far down there. They walked into this game at around 40 or so percent chance to make the playoffs. Now that they lose that, this game, that percentage is going to come down. We'll update that percentage in tomorrow's Monday episode once we see what the rest of this weekend kind of pans out to be. But their percentage chances of getting to the playoffs at this point are low. And then in the meanwhile, they're sitting at the, uh, in the top 10 when it comes to a draft pick. So <laughs> you're going to get a lot of people that are saying, well, hold on to your draft position. Don't worry about winning games. You're going to get a lot of people that are going to say, go out there and compete. Don't tank for your draft position. I'm on the side of the, of the ladder. I think every team should continue to compete all throughout the season, no matter how poorly, how good, how, what, however it is that they're performing, continue to compete. And uh, if the New Orleans Saints want to do that, which it sounds like they do, Alvin Kamara, Taysom Hill, that's the way to get it done. Those guys, regardless of who's under center, regardless of who's at quarterback, whether it's Derek Carr, or James Winston next week. A heavy dose of Alvin Kamara, heavy dose of Taysom Hill, absolute must in this game. And by the way, Jimmy Graham in the red zone, Jimmy Graham should be active for the remainder of the season. Simply put. All right, coming up in tomorrow's episode, y'all, we're going to be taking a look at what the rest of this season needs and means to the New Orleans Saints. What we liked, what we didn't like from today's game. That's going to be our Monday episode. Tuesday, we're going to dive in further. What worked, what didn't work. A little bit of a film review on this game because there were some interesting things that the Saints did on offense in this game that we haven't really seen so far this year. Are those things that can continue to build and uh, and kind of help them leverage things moving forward. But, um, look, it, it's been a disappointing season for this New Orleans Saints team. And it has been, uh, it was a rough game today. Uh, it was a game that was really representative of what the New Orleans Saints season has been so far. Um, early hole, little bit of a climb, a uh, little bit of a climb up or a comeback, if you will, uh, but too little too late. Too little too late. And hopefully it's not too little too late for the New Orleans Saints season, uh, as a whole with five games left and, uh, falling behind now in the NFC South. I appreciate all y'all for being here, whether you're live or you're catching the show later. I thank you very, very much for continuing to support the show. And uh, no matter what the on-field product is, uh, means the world. And so I thank you very, very much, uh, for, uh, for continuing to support. I'll see y'all tomorrow. I appreciate you very, very much for making us your first listen of the day every day. And I thank you for making us your, uh, or, or rather for making us a part of your day, part of your routine, for saying yes to me and the show. As always, if you see me, please say hi. Big shout out to Patrick and others. I appreciate y'all very much for coming through and saying hi today. And of course, if you need anything else around your New Orleans Saints in between these episodes, make sure you follow me on your favorite social media at Ross Jackson, N O L A. Hit me up. Let me know how to family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're moming them. And trust you, that nation, I'll holler at you.